And we're back. What's going on, Lamar? I'm doing great, Ron. How's it going? Everything's going good except for the Braves losing. Oh, man. Should we just jump right into this, this MLB playoffs? The unfortunate abortion that is the MLB playoffs. But, yeah, let's go ahead. All right, man. So, obviously, you know, you're a 90s child. I'm a 90s child. We've gotten accustomed to the Atlanta Braves failing, you know, in the playoffs. That's kind of what they're known for. Most this one's got Georgia failed. This one's got to hurt, though, man. I mean, you know, 28-3 Super Bowl loss for the Falcons. Now the Braves getting their fucking doors blown off at home. 13-0 I mean, in the new stadium, or 13-1. They, they should have had the first game. There's no there's no excuse why that couldn't have happened. They lost that one run. They could have taken care of that. This is all, this is all playoff baseball. <laughs> I mean, we've seen this... Time, countless, and time, countless times, and time again, count, countless towns, countless times, and then. But let's let's move away from the eliminated Braves and let's talk about the Yankees that just took care of business, clean three sweep against the lowly Twins. Didn't even hey, have hey, to hey. activate CC Sabathia. I mean, the Twins are not lowly. You don't accidentally win 101 games. I mean, I think the Yankees are just a kind of a more talented version of what the Twins can do as far as being able to hit the long ball. But the Yankees are just top to bottom a more talented team. Um, more talented I think, payroll. Yeah. I think the Twins really <laughs> were hurt by really not having, you know, Buxton available. That guy, I think, is, you know, a difference maker in terms of what he can do, you know, defensively and with his, you know, speed on the base paths. But, I mean, the Yankees, I would say so far, um, obviously have been the most impressive team so far in this postseason. Um, I'm interested to see what happens tonight with the Dodgers versus Washington. Um, it looks like, you know, the Dodgers are going to go with Bueller as the starter, and then they got Clayton Kershaw on deck uh, going against Steven Strasburg, who was really impressive in his uh, first start of the series. Uh, had 10 Ks and six uh, last game. Bueller was also impressive as well in his one start so far this series. Uh, wow. I'm, I'm actually just shocked the, that the Dodgers are putting themselves in this situation after winning 106 games this year. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here in about – about about fifteen minutes. First pitch, eight thirty-seven. Uh, I like the Bray. Or I'm sorry. I like I like the Dodgers to pull this one off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like the Dodgers. <laughs> Funny. I like the Dodgers in this one as well. I just yeah. The Nas- the Nationals did everything they could to keep up. I mean, they gave them a great run of the series. So I just feel like the Dodgers are the better team. Yeah, um, and then tomorrow we got another. Uh, do or die game, another shocking game five, Tampa Bay at Houston. The, Ast- the Astros should have absolutely not lost that game. I mean, that's one of those weird games that, you know, when you give away one, you find yourself in a situation where something goes wrong. Now you give away that, that you know, game four. Now you're in a winner-take-all situation. They got Garrett Cole at home at Minute Maid Park. It's going to be loud. Uh, he was absolutely dominant in his first start of the fucking series. So, Justin I like Verlander looked terrible. This, I like Houston in this game, um, but I think it's going to be a battle, man. I mean, you know, Tampa Bay. Say what you want about the way they run the organization, but they've put together a very, very they put tough together out. a good team, man. They put together a good team, and um, you know, I think going to be. A, I think this is going to be a nail biter. Uh, but I, I think Houston and the Dodgers will prevail, um, and we'll get those dream well at least one dream matchup in the American League with the Yankees and the Astros going at it. That'll be a great series. Well, <laughs> let's not let's not jinx them. <laughs> no, that's probably probably a good idea. Watch the fucking Rays win. <laughs> I'll be so mad. I won't watch, like baseball is just not fun when it's like teams with guys. I don't even know who's on the Cardinals or the fucking Rays or some of these teams. The Nationals kind of is the Bryce Harperless Nationals are just kind of a hodgepodge of veterans right now. Yeah. All right, man. Let's uh let's get into these matchups coming up this week. Also, real quick, let's uh let's rewind it to week six and let's let's get a couple takes on that. Michigan, how'd you li- how'd you like the game? They won. I mean, ultimately, they beat a top 15 team. They held a top 15 team to three points. Uh, Their defense looked great. I mean, the defense, you know, they had some takeaways. 
they obviously limited Iowa's offense. Shea um, Patterson looked horrible. <laughs> yeah, sorry. his interception That's... was bad. He had a guy open underneath in the flat for an easy, you know, five, six-yard pickup. He had a, a much more difficult throw where you had a guy sitting underneath and then a safety over the top. He took that option, which doesn't really make a lot of sense as a quarterback because you're making the hardest possible throw <laughs> in the field. Um, I, I, I'm I thinking think he doesn't look comfortable in this offense, uh, either running I, the I ball. I want a quarterback switch here. Yeah, do you go to I Joe Milton? Do. Yeah, I would. I, if if McCaffrey's not out of protocol, like you know, concussion protocol, then yeah, you go Joe Milton. There's no reason not yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, at this point, like, can Milton be any worse than what we've seen from Patterson? Exactly. So far this year? You, you you can't you can't get any worse than what you've already gotten. And well, hell, if Milton gets worse, just put mediocre Shea Patterson back in. Yeah, the thing I worry about is they need to get this figured out because they got a tough stretch coming up here. Three of the next four games after this are against quality opponents. And, and I mean, it's really worrisome at this point. You have a senior quarterback who you would think, given his track record, the systems he played in this Ole Miss, that he would be a perfect fit for the style offense. And it just looks like he's never run. It looks like when Nick Sheridan was running our Rich Rod offense in, like, 2009. <laughs> All right. Let's. Uh, is Ohio State for real to you now? Is Ohio State for real to me? Yeah, they. I mean, I think honestly, all things Dominant. considered, they look Dominant. like the most impressive team in the country so far uh, to date. I mean, they went against a Michigan State team who it looked early like Michigan State was going to give them everything they could handle. Those and they two, just those two fumbles and... really, really, I feel like shifted the momentum to Ohio State. Um, Watching Justin Fields start to get more and more comfortable the pocket as the game went along, um, throwing two touchdowns, running a touchdown in. Then you watch J.K. Dobbins uh, long run in the second. They what was it? Twenty two hundred ninety six yards in one quarter. Yeah, two hundred ninety six <laughs> yards in one quarter, uh, which I believe is a Just, school record for Ohio State, which yep. is crazy. And 24, 24 points in one in one in one quarter of football. I mean, they that that avalanche in the second quarter really was the game. I mean, State was able to hold them in check and only limit them to seven points in the second half. But I mean, the damage was already done. State's not really exactly a team that you know we've seen their offense, and they're not exactly a yeah. team that's going to come back from a big deficit against a quality opponent because their offense fucking blows. And I mean, but, now there's another there's a hit for Michigan State. Now one of their running backs is transferring. So yeah. they have now three running backs on that roster. Two of them are freshmen. So that, that also starts to limit their offensive game plan right there with the experience, you know, that comes a tailback. But um, Ohio State's defense looked good, looked great. Chase Young looked good. Even when Chase Young wasn't actually there to make a play, it was as if the threat of him was just enough for Michigan State to misstep or have a miscue on offense just to – to put Ohio State in a better position for them to punt or get another turnover. Right. All right. Is Oregon for real? I'm sorry. I, I keep bringing them up. I, just, I No. I don't. No. No one in the Pac-12 is for real. <laughs> 17. Why, why do we even bring Cal this up? They beat Cal 17-7. Why you do have we to even talk bring this up? Like, we this need to just the, stop it. <laughs> like, right. none of those teams are good enough to make the playoff. It's over for them. It's over for them. Like, just No. <laughs> We're not talking about any Pac-12 games unless they're non-conference matchups for the rest five. of the year. Five. Until they get somebody in the top five, we are not talking about that fucking conference. I'm just sick of it. All right, let's move it to, it. <laughs> let's, let's move it to a more talented conference with the SEC. Auburn, Florida. I thought, I thought this was a good game. I thought this was a great defensive game for Auburn and Florida, both. They they limited each other to, to low scoring. I mean, you got to remember Trask is the Florida after the injury to Felipe Franks, um, and then you have freshman Bo Nix at the helm for Auburn, who who really didn't turn the ball over until this game where he had three interceptions. Um, I like the I like his maturation. I like it. I like what you're seeing out of him. I mean, the turnovers clearly are, are clearly not something that I would celebrate. But I mean, you got to remember he did give you one score. Uh, he gave you a couple crucial first downs in the game, but it just wasn't enough for this for this Auburn team to get against this Florida defense. Yeah, I mean, I think Auburn. I mean, I think Bo Nix is going to be a player. I think he just had one of those performances that you'll have from a true freshman, where they just, you know, they make some mistakes and have a bad game. 
But by no means is Auburn out of this thing. I mean, I think they really have an opportunity if they can run the table, you know, the rest of the way. I know they still have LSU, um, Texas A&M still on the schedule. Uh, you know, I think they're, you know, there's some opportunities to pick up some some statement wins for them. And, and if they run the table going to the Iron Bowl, they're, they're right there in that playoff race, uh, yep, given the caliber absolutely. teams are going to play the rest of the way. All right. We we have to do this just because it's another fraudulent team, Lamar. Do you want to talk about the Washington Stanford game? <laughs> what did I just say? I'm kidding. I'm joking. Just a joke. All right, let's move it to the three overtime debacle that was Tulsa and SMU. What the oh fuck? God, we got to talk about this <laughs> oh fucking God. game, man. This game was this game so, had all the most ridiculous moments that it. it oh, Shane Bouchel, former Texas quarterback, just he looked good. Yeah, I, I, so, I like the gutsy performance that could have. That he had. There was a couple. There was a couple things. I'll, I'll be honest. I was watching this game, bits and pieces of it. I was, you know, driving and doing some other things while this game was going on. First of all, can we talk about the kickoff that Tulsa scored oh, on, where they kicked sorry. off and somehow ended up with a touchdown? Yeah, so that... I've been watching football for about thirty years. I have never seen any shit like that. Where doesn't every football player in in, in like? By peewee football, you know, a kickoff's a live ball. Under no circumstances yeah. do you ever let the kicking team get the ball before you <laughs> just fall, fall on it. Like, just fall, dummy. Just fall. Like, I, just, you know, if you've never heard a coach Scrooge, you say, fall, dummy, fall, then I don't know I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I'm I'm absolutely shocked by by that entire sequence. Um it's kind of cool to see SMU be ranked. Which is oh, yeah. something that you know. I mean, oh, yeah. I think it's maybe happened under rank, baby. Not twice not, not in a the one last loss team. Years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, last I'm time impressed. was like eighty six or so. I'm impressed with SMU's talent. Um, I'm actually a big proponent of these schools in these urban areas that that uh, you know just kind of leverage the talent that you have in, in a state like Texas. I mean, I mean, if you're good enough, they play in the American Conference. They're on TV enough. Kids are gonna go there. I mean, we've seen that with schools like yeah, Houston. absolutely. The, the, um, the location, Memphis, I mean, you know, yeah, it's it's these guys that that have the talent to get to big schools, but let's say there wasn't enough scholarships for them. So here's SMU knocking on the door, and next thing you know, here we are ranked again, undefeated. Let's uh let's talk about your your uh your birthplace. Let's let's talk about that that UC win over uh, University of Central Florida. Let's let's uh, give the Bearcats a, a round of applause here. Love love yep. them Bearcats. Bear, Bearcats look great. Uh, I mean, Central Florida was ranked going in that game at Cincinnati. You know, at the now net. we don't have to hear any more of Central Florida talking about they are a team of destiny. I never have to hear we want Bama again unless it's from yeah, a they, guy. Trust me, they don't want that smoke. That's just ridiculous. No, to say no that. you don't want those hands. No, uh, Ritter looked good. I mean, he completion percentage wise, your Cincinnati's quarterback didn't look great. Back over 125 yards, he looked good. The defense. The defense held and made plays. Uh, they had a turnover that was returned for a touchdown. So, I mean, Cincinnati is starting to look kind of real in their conference. So that's kind of cool. Um, all right, let's let's move to the slate of next week's games because those these games are something interesting. Because we are all now right. at week seven. This week seven, is, right? Uh, yeah, week seven. I want to so, talk about this Penn State Iowa game. Really yep. badly, and I don't know why. It's I feel like Penn State hasn't played anybody, but that offense that offense looks good. That offense looks great. <laughs> that offense looks like it could win the Big Ten. Yeah, Penn State's offense has been very impressive. Um, I, I don't really know why I like in this one. I mean, obviously, the you know the offensive edge goes to Penn State. We saw that Iowa's defense is. Uh, you know, can be limited. We'll just leave it at that. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Iowa's offense, I should say. Oh, but okay. Their I mean, offense. Iowa, is... If Iowa Oof. can run the ball, they have a chance in this one. I mean, because Iowa runs a pretty simple offense. It's just kind of they use a run to set up short passes, and then they take one or two shots downfield on play action. Yeah, I mean, that's. So, I, mean, I mean, a lot of their short routes are to the tight ends or dump offs to the running back. I mean, Stanley's a good quarterback. It's just 
really get to see him shine. It's usually the shine of like, you know, the running back or the defense. You never really talk about an Iowa quarterback. But hey, that's true. But I mean, we, we gave you a shout out there, to, buddy. Go number four. <laughs> the other thing we have to factor in with this game, too, is the fact that it's at night in Iowa City. And if you're oh, a top God. 10, highly ranked Big Ten team. <gasps> trap game, trap game, trap game. <laughs> when you come trap to the game, airport, they should just have game. trap game on the fucking runway and flash <laughs> right? lights. Because this like you're just... walking into the biggest trap of your career, friend. <laughs> I mean, I think every school, especially the East Division schools, has fallen prey in the last decade to the Iowa night track game. <laughs> Michigan, oh, uh, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State. State. I think even Wisconsin's had a couple teams. I think Iowa State. No, was- I think I think Wisconsin is one of those teams that's been actually able to miss this curse. I feel like because <laughs> I feel like I never I never think about Wisconsin going into Kinnick Stadium. I always feel like they. I think these two teams miss each other a lot, but I could be wrong. Well, they're in the same division, so they play every year. I just feel like they it's never number, you know, six I, was When the hell do they play? They play, like, later in the year, but let's see. When do they play this <laughs> okay, year? Okay, never watch that game. I'll be honest. <clears throat> the Big Ten West is just always such a clusterfuck that it's like, oh, those two teams uh, yeah, play I just, this week? Okay, so they play, they play about, what, three weeks? About a month? Yeah, they play on November 9th. At Wisconsin, so there you go. Oh, that'll be a game on the calendar. Yeah, and I mean, again, okay. Iowa. Iowa's a team. If they run the table and their losses at, uh, you know, very close at, on the road to Michigan, and Michigan makes a run, and Iowa runs the table and wins that Big Ten championship game, they're not out of it. I mean, they'll have wins over no. Wisconsin, no who I expect to be undefeated during that, you know, at that point, and then they I would have like, a win I over. Like Wisconsin, I feel like Wisconsin's going to lose to Ohio State. Oh yeah, I forgot they. That's one of the crossover matchups this year. That would be a big. I feel like one. I feel like they. I feel like they're gonna get that. That take that L, but that's that's coming up. That's, but, big, right, ten, let's, uh, that's big ten game of the year right there. Oh man. yeah, that's gonna be that's that's gonna have all the fire. All right, I know you want to talk about it. Let's go Red River Shootout. Whew, but now it's up, called baby. the Red River Rivalry. It's called the Red River Shootout. Fuck that. Um, Damn right. This one is always great because it's on a fake neutral field. Right, it's just it's, there's there's no way this is neutral. <laughs> How come no one ever complains about this? But uh, I mean, th- this game is always weird, man. Because the records you can throw them out of the window. We've seen yep. some down Texas teams uh, come out and beat Oklahoma quality Oklahoma clubs. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I really, you know, this dude. This comes down to a quarterback shootout. I really both think this these, is gonna be a, yeah, I think it's going to be an Both of these guys are, are literally they're, – they're, since it's the midseason now, now we can start plastering the word Heisman all over everybody. The, this, this is a, a, a dark horse Heisman and the Heisman frontrunner right here. This is absolutely what you want to see. It doesn't matter who wins or loses this game. It, it, these guys are going to be judged on their stats for that Heisman hardware crap. But for their teams, like, <laughs> I trust in Jalen Hurts on this one. I know he has twenty. He has twenty-one total touchdowns, and the other kids got seventeen in the air. I think, yeah. So he's got the other kids got twenty. Ellinger, he's got twenty altogether, and I mean, they're dominant. The Big Twelve doesn't really play defense that hard. I don't like to pigeonhole anything, but that's it's the truth. And they both have good running backs behind them. I mean, Hertz has five hundred yards, and his running back has three forty-five. It. I mean, I think this is going to be one of those games. It's going to come out who's got who's got the ball last. I mean, yeah. if you oh, look yeah. at if you look at both these offenses, they are explosive. There's going to I mean, it's you're going to be your quintessential Big Twelve shootout where you got athletes all over the field making plays. Uh, I like Oklahoma over under seventy six. <laughs> yeah, and I I would not be surprised right. if it hit the over, but uh, I like oh, Oklahoma yeah. in a in an absolute like I mean I'm talking forty thirty seven. 42-35 type game uh, where it's just going to be – it's going to be a fucking – it's going to live up to the, the name of the rivalry for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. I can, I can get behind the Oklahoma dub on that one. I, I trust in Jalen Hurts on that. All right. Let's talk about another Big Ten matchup. We got Michigan State-Wisconsin. It's at Camp Randall. It's a 330 game. Wisconsin's favored by 10.5. I still feel like Michigan State – could walk in there, and as long as that defense doesn't get too tired, 
they might be able to take advantage of maybe, let's say, a fumble or two? I think it's going to come down to can Michigan State limit turnovers? Can their defense get off the field? And can Michigan State do anything on offense to maybe get out to an early lead, force they got to well, force a turnover? Think about, they need something think about the because... Brian Lewerke touchdown against Ohio State when that kid marched him down the field. That was a damn good pass, too. I, I couldn't believe that he found the open man right there so easily that he found the soft spot in the coverage right there. It, I feel like if this kid has time and stops playing the happy feet game, he he might torch somebody once or twice this year and surprise people. I think this is going to be a closer game, and I, I would not be surprised to see Michigan State come out of this <laughs> one with the W. Yeah, I hear you. All right. Alabama, Texas A&M. This – I know Texas A&M is only three and two. They're still ranked twenty-four. Alabama's undefeated, clearly. You know, playing like the top team that they are. We've I mean, seen Texas, it happen before. Al- yeah, Alabama I, stumbles mid-season. We've seen this before. They're at Texas A&M. It's a three-thirty game, which I feel like this would have been a sweet night game, but whatever. Well, it's Tua versus Kellen Mond. I mean. <laughs> I mean, well, let's just say if, if if Kellen Mond can actually sit there and get some time, pick apart the defense, he can he might be able to do this. Has a little help yeah. in the running game. He just, yeah, they just I have mean, to they they just have to slow Tua down. They actually have I, to make I see, Alabama. Yeah, play. I agree. <laughs> I see this being a game where if it's up and down track meet, and Texas A and M's you know able to do some things on offense and open it up, and, and, and Mond gets some opportunity to make some plays, it could be interesting. Um, I just don't see um, A&M being able to stop that Alabama offense with those receivers and with Tua out there slinging it. But I think this one would be closer than people expect. I think this will be a one-score game. Eh, I'll, I'll, I'll say Alabama by 17 in this one. I just feel like Mon, he's got the potential not to turn over, but I think he will at least once or twice. All right, let's move it to Florida LSU. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait Ooh, to watch this game. Man, this is gonna be a good one. You got Joe Joe Burrow, man, just gunslinger. Just <laughs> this offense looks great. I love I love watching. Oh Oscar's my gosh, offense. is there any is there any better atmosphere in college football than, than a night game in Death Valley, the real Death Valley, nope. in my opinion? Yep. Um, <laughs> against a fucking a, a rivalry that we've seen these two teams go at it. Time and time again in the SEC, had some you know some memorable games. Ah oh, man, it's going to be a good matchup. You got Joe Burrow and that and that high powered LSU offense. Can't believe those words came out of my mouth. Uh, high powered LSU, man, right? Florida, when did their quarterback ever average three hundred seventy two yards, man? When the LSU, fuck was the last? Never, never. I mean, Jamarcus Russell was probably the last one to actually throw for like two fifty plus a game. Yeah, but I mean, because it damn sure wasn't no Jordan Jefferson. It's gonna be a good. Was it Matt Flynn? Matt Flynn was the quarterback when they won the title in 03. Title, yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. So everybody's, you know, they're gonna say Florida's defense is gonna have to keep him in the game. I don't know, man. I like Trask. I mean, kids throwing some touchdowns. He doesn't look bad. Trask looks solid. I wish Trask. He looks like a game manager. Yeah, but he doesn't really make a lot of mistakes. He's played really well. now that he's got this opportunity to step in as a starter, and I actually think that he will uh, – I think he'll play well. I think this will be a close, maybe lower-scoring game. Uh, it'll be that typical SEC night game, 21-17, athletes everywhere. Joe like, Burrow has, to, Joe Burrow has to pull a magic – he has to pull a magic fucking – Back shoulder fade in the end zone. Yeah, this game's gonna <laughs> come call, down to or Joe, call his own number. <laughs> yeah, this game's gonna come down to Joe Burrow making a throw in the fourth quarter in a, in a clutch situation, and this could be that Heisman moment for him. I mean, he's really yeah. been kind of the guy that's, for the you know, lack of a better term, come out of nowhere uh, to submit himself so far as one of the leaders in the Heisman race this year. All right, do you even want to talk about Michigan Illinois? Uh, Michigan better not get beat. Brandon Peters, obviously, you know, knows the personnel well, being a former Michigan quarterback. Uh, Illinois is not good, but they are, you know, I mean, their kids are on scholarship too. You got to show up to play or they'll beat you. True. South Carolina, Georgia. I'm basically thinking Georgia's just going to wipe the floor with South Carolina. South Carolina has not looked good. (laughs) No. 
Will Muschamp not very impressive down there so far in his tenure. Nope. We're skipping over Pac-12 games these days. Like I said, we are not. You know what? I'll how, even be nice. How about, how about, about this? How about team, this? If a Pac-12 team gets ranked in the top ten, well, we can talk about them. Okay, I can I can agree with that. All right, let's uh, let's talk about Wake Forest, the undefeated Wake Forest against a three and two Louisville team. I have uh, barely watched any of these teams. I watched a little bit of Louisville football, but that was in the beginning. Um, if the Louisville team that I watched against Notre Dame still exists, I think Wake Forest is going to handle business because if Juwan Pass is still not living up to that name, but then again, I think Cunningham took over, so I think this offense yeah. may have a spark, but doubtful. Yeah, Pat, uh, Pass came out uh, last week, and they moved over to Malik Cunningham. Uh, looks like Cunningham's going to be the starter. Passes is questionable. Uh, but, I mean, I got to say, I've been impressed with this Wake Forest team from what I've seen of them. I mean, they're undefeated. They got Jamie Newman at the quarterback position, who's been really impressive. 14-3 to touchdown to interception ratio, which you always like to see. But, uh, I mean, Malik, oh, Cunningham, Malik Cunningham's actually been pretty solid as a sophomore quarterback since he's taken over at a pat. You know, due to pass his injury, uh, he's put up 721 yards through the air and a five to one touchdown to interception ratio. And, and Louisville can also run the ball. Uh, they actually are in the top 20 in the country in terms of uh, in terms of rushing yardage per game. Oh. So I, I mean, is, Javian, I really... is JV on Hawkins? Is he starting to heat up now? Yes. Yes, Hawkins. Oh, um, yeah, he's, he's been po- he's he's posted back-to-back 100, back 100 yards. Yeah. yeah, he's had 100 yards in three games so far this year. Uh, Wake Forest isn't exactly a team that can get uh, a lot of pressure after the quarterback. So, I mean, if you give Cunningham some time, he's shown in these two games that he's able to make some plays. So, I actually like Louisville in this game and a close one um, to pull off the upset. I'm going to go with Wake Forest. All right. This is this to me is the gem of the week. It's a night game. It's at Notre Dame Stadium. It's USC Notre Dame. I love this rivalry. I always have. I thought I, I think that for the sole fact that USC's had such down luck this year when it comes to quarterbacks, the early loss to Washington, and then the law the three point loss to BYU. I mean, you got you don't have people talking about USC because they don't think USC has anything left to give at the quarterback position. But in my opinion, Slovis has been a good quarterback. He does have a little bit of a turnover problem, but I mean, that comes with repetition. You know, it comes with time, actually, real game time. And then you've got them going up against Ian Book and, you know, the Fighting Irish. Ian Book is, sh- he's, he's a great quarterback. The kid's done work. Yeah. Took I, Georgia I, to the brink by six points. It, I mean, I've great been quarterback. With, with Book for the last two years. And I'm actually, uh, can't believe I'm saying this about a Notre Dame player, but he's, he's underrated. I mean, I really like his game. He's very accurate. Uh, he doesn't really, you know, I, I'm a big fan he's, of quarterbacks that they might not, they might not, uh, you know, have all the numbers or have all the throws, but they, they can, they don't take anything off the table. Yeah. They, they don't leave any, leave interceptions out there wondering if, Oh man, is the, is the other offense going to score on us because you turned the ball over He's also a gritty quarterback, in my opinion, man. He's he's one of those guys that will tuck it and run on third and four. He's not afraid. He's, he's just not afraid to take the hit or go out of bounds or slide. He, he's, he's one of those guys that I feel like he will do what it takes to win. He doesn't care about making this, you know, he's not a stats guy. He's just a winner. Nope. I mean, he's shown that wants- for two seasons now. I mean, that really turned around their season um, last year oh, when yeah. they installed him as the starting quarterback. Uh, so I, I, like, I like Notre Dame in this game. I think USC, this is a year where you – Really just take a take the opportunity to develop your players. It's a throwaway year. I don't think you should make any decisions on coach. Their coach, their coach doesn't have a throwaway year. <laughs> but that's the thing, and I think that's an oversight by USC if they move on from Coach Helton because he's traject- the trajectory was going in the right direction for their program. But you, there's nothing you can do about injuries to the most crucial position, not only to your starter, but also now to your backup who looked pretty yep. good. And now you're really playing with a third-string quarterback which is, you know, a guy that's either not ready or shit, you know, in some instances a walk-on. So yep. I think you just, you know, try to maybe salvage a bowl season, uh, you know, maybe try to, you they'll, know, pull an think, upset I or think, two. I think, USC will, I think USC will make a bowl. 
Yeah, but I, I, mean, I think this is a year where you just chalk it up as a developmental year. You don't make any rash decisions. You give your coach an opportunity to, to you know, have a healthy team before you make any decisions. All right. Let us move on to the NFL. Oh, so um, the Chiefs can be stopped, huh? Well, I mean, I think it's about time we start talking about the Indianapolis Colts being a legitimate contender in the in the um, absolutely in the AFC. The Jacoby Brissett led, and, led. And, and it's it's with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. I mean, they have been a very impressive team, all things considered. And if you look at their schedule here coming up this week, uh, they're actually off, but. I mean, their division's not the best. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I think they've shown themselves to be the class of that division, depending on which version of the Houston Texans show up week to week. Uh, yeah. So I think maybe, maybe speaking of the Houston division. Texans, we kind of kick off our NFL, you know, preview for the week with Houston at Kansas City. Man. Houston looked great last week. He was at 53 yes. points. Deshaun yeah. Watson, five touchdowns. And I'm I'm absolutely loving his breakdowns in these post-game interviews and press conferences. He's really, oh, yeah. you know, pulling back the fucking curtain and explaining he's, football and showing. He's the, explaining the, the, the mindset that, that he has when he's diagnosing a play. I mean, he's showing you the fact that, hi, for all these people that detract me and have hated me over the past two, three seasons that may be Houston fans, Listen to me break this down and listen to what I just did to a team. I fucking dismantled them. Well, you know, and it also just shows how fucking goddamn smart these guys are. Like, yeah. the ability oh, of, of this kid to break down what's, what's happening, what coverage, what that means, and do it in such an articulate, kind of easy – I mean, I can understand what he was talking about without actually seeing the coverage, Yeah, you know. And I like it, man. It's not, you know, the boring – well, you know, we just, you know, wanted to go out there and really, you know, work hard and, you know, my guys played hard type shit. God bless. Like, you know, Tom Brady. It's not a guy bitching like Aaron Rodgers. This is a dude telling him, okay, this is what I saw. This is what happened on this play. This is what coverage they were in. Because a lot of times speaking of see... uh oh, speaking ahead. of quarterbacks not being able to read coverages, let's talk about performance of the Browns. And let's talk about how these guys look fucking confused. Well, I think it's a factor. You have a first-time head coach, never been a head coach at any level, to my understanding, in Freddie Kitchens. No, he's never uh, been a head coach. I hate Freddie Kitchens. You, there was a lot of hype for a team, though, let's remember. Yeah, they added Odell Beckham, but he's a wide receiver. and they, I mean, exactly. he only can impact so much. Uh, this exactly. is a team that was not a winning team last year. Uh, you I don't understand. To this improve, is... but people were talking Super Bowl for these guys. It's like, yeah, I, the it's like, hold on. Can, can they, they get play they get... a wild card game? Yeah, can they get like eight wins and maybe you know talk about a wild card spot or you know nine, ten wins here and you know then maybe we can talk. Like, give give this fucking team two, three seasons. I'm not gonna say that Baker Mayfield's a terrible quarterback. I'm gonna say what he did yesterday was fucking awful, and it, they looked ill prepared for the defense that showed up against them as if they had taken a, a fucking relaxing week in practice and been like, oh, the 49ers aren't, aren't that good. The 49ers are fucking undefeated. Jimmy Garoppolo is a, de- legitimate... is a decent serviceable quarterback that can get the ball there. They have a great fucking running game. Their defense with Richard yeah. Sherman looks invigorated. It looks like, yeah, I'm going to say it. It looks like that Nick... Super Bowl year, that Harbaugh coach there, that defense looks fast. It looks physical again. It looks like they're not going to take any shit from some overhyped team on a, on a, in a damn media outlet. So, I mean – Maybe they're for real, maybe not. We'll see in the in the following weeks for them. But right now they looked for real, and the Browns just once again look like the fucking Cleveland Browns that we've come to know and love over the, what, better part of 15 fucking years. Ever since they came back, they've been absolute trash. Um, oh, God. And, and I agree with Sam Fran. I think Kyle Shanahan's gone in there and, and, and obviously – Wish you wouldn't have left, install- motherfucker. He's installed an offensive philosophy that, I mean, they don't have a ton of skill. Should have fired Dan Quinn and kept your ass. <laughs> they don't have a ton of skilled players uh, in terms of named guys on that offense. Uh, they got no. guys like Greta, Kiddo. like Monster. They, they're going to run the ball. They got an elite tight end. Garoppolo they have, they have a great, is, 
they have Coleman as well. I mean, you're watching this. You're watching Kyle Shanahan take what the Falcons did great offensively. He's installing it a simpler version with another yeah. two-headed running back scheme. It's perfect. Yep. Why won't? Why, and, and I don't understand why we don't replicate it again in Atlanta. You fucking idiots who let Tevin Coleman walk right back into the hands of the man that made him great. Yeah, and I think the thing with with, with Garoppolo is, man, he's he's good. I'm not like Garoppolo. He's not the best quarterback in the league. But he's, he's a game manager. He's a great fucking a game, game manager, manager that can make some <clears throat> throws, and, and he can beat you. I mean, he I, I really like Garoppolo. The guy who looks like a fucking superstar is Nick Bosa. Man, that kid looked fucking unreal on first time, night. It's the first time in his career in fucking the NFL he's been completely healthy. Did he get a little revenge for Ohio State there? Yeah, he did. He admitted it. I thought it was hilarious. I Chip, bit to say about it, except for crying about a handshake with Richard Sherman. And then you see the video. They slap hands. Oh, I'm sorry. He didn't grab you in a full embrace and be like, oh, what's good, young man? Yeah, what, I don't – What do you want? I don't really care about all that shit. I think the Browns need to get their shit together on um, – Thank you. On, on both let's, sides uh, of the ball because they have just not looked impressive. Baker Mayfield let's leave horrible let's, on uh, Let's get off the fucking hype train and let's talk about the Patriots just blowing the brakes off the Redskins. Knew it was going to happen. You knew he was going to get fired. That was that was easy it's, money. I, I think the Redskins are one of the more abhorrent organizations in all professional sports. Uh, they're true. very unprofessional in the way they treat people in the organization when they're on their way out the door. Uh, we've seen this time and time again that it's not – I mean – I don't think Jay Gruden forgot how to coach. I mean, I don't think, you know, some of these other guys that they've had in there as head coaches have forgotten how to coach. I think it's just they will not win anything with Daniel Snyder as the owner. True. All right, Packers-Cowboys. Everyone was on the Cowboys hype train. We them boys started – you started seeing it on social media again. I don't think one loss against the Packers who had a great day on rushing the ball in Matt LaFleur's offense. I don't think that you can count the Cowboys out with this one game. I mean – do they, do they look good? Not really, but it's going to happen. I mean, Dak turned the ball over three times. Yeah. You got to have more production out of him than that. I mean, he threw 463 yards. You just have to have, you got to limit those turnovers. You got to give the ball to Zeke a little more. I mean, Dak Prescott threw the ball damn near 50 times. And that's, that's the problem. You have one of the, that's the problem with Kellen Moore, what I've seen with his offense, is that offense should be built around the, the two running backs they have because the backup kid that they got <laughs> is pretty impressive too. And they need to run the ball. I'm not saying. To- I'm not Let saying it. just just build the ball or build build the offense around Zeke. I'm just I'm make saying your offense give, more dynamic by leveraging yeah, the run. Make it more multiple. And now you have a guy exactly. Prescott that can move. You can work in read option. You really want to make it Gyms. where you know you can Prescott's quarterback ball, slot options. Prescott's more effective as a quarterback throwing the ball twenty to thirty times than he is throwing the ball thirty five plus times. That's not a knock on him as a player. Absolutely. I think Dak Prescott no, is a guy you can win a championship with. I really just sure. think it's more so. The way their team's built with that line, they're just more effective as a team that likes to run to set up the pass and utilize the fact you got a mobile athletic, you know, dual threat kind of quarterback. All right. Let's move it along to two more dual threat mobile quarter. Well, I mean, they kind of shed that moniker. Let's talk about Teddy Bridgewater's four touchdown day against Tampa Bay. I know it's just Tampa Bay, and I know they're not the greatest team, but let's talk about Mr. Bridgewater and his 300-plus yards and his four touchdowns. Bridgewater, I, I was just happy to see it, man. I mean, that guy—that was a guy who, from all accounts, the injury he suffered in Minnesota was one of the worst injuries that anybody's ever had in, in the history of the NFL. Surprising that him, man can actually walk. And to see him be able to come ball. back and, and, and not only, you know, be back in the league just on our roster, but actually be a guy that had value around the league. I mean, New Orleans, I think he's probably one of the highest paid backup quarterbacks in the NFL it's just good yes, to see a guy nice, who, man. from everything you've seen, from, you know, the things he's dealt with with his mom and, and her having cancer and, and all the things he's kind of dealt with and had to go through all that adversity to get to this point. Um, you just like to see it, man. And I, I think – you know what? A lot of teams punt on that third quarterback slot. We'll go out and have Teddy Bridgewater as that backup. Yeah, of course. All right, let's talk about Jameis Winston. The fact that he found Mike Evans zero times in this game. I mean, he didn't look, he didn't look great. Fifteen to twenty-seven for two hundred four, two touchdowns, but he didn't turn the ball over, and he also just didn't find his primary target, which was Mike Evans. But I mean, what, what are you going to say? You, sometimes you don't catch a ball. 
It happens. Sometimes the plays aren't designed for you. I mean, sometimes they, the defense knows something that you don't know that they already know. And we're back. Again. All right. For the second time in the transfer portal today. Let's talk about the Bears and the Raiders. <sighs> I actually watched this is John, is, is, is John Gruden real? Like, is, is, this, is this a case of this guy, he does know how to coach? Like, Josh Jacobs had a great game. Um, the Raiders aren't. They're not bad at all. I was like, wait, John Gruden actually might be making the right moves here. <laughs> I mean, they got a young running Washington back. Jacobs. Yeah, they have they have everything they need. They have a good quarterback in Derek Carr. They just need a better offensive line, in my opinion. Uh, but other than that, I think these these guys do a great job. Yeah, it's fair I, to say. Actually. I wouldn't be surprised to see them kind of contend for a wild card spot in the AFC. I was really impressed with what I saw. Like, I just liked the way that team didn't give up. They kept playing hard, and, and you know, they had some things not go their way. Like, you know, Jacob's getting the ball knocked out on with the one-yard line or whatever it was. Yeah. But, I mean, All other right. than that, man, they look good. Rams, Seahawks, Russell Wilson. That's my MVP. <laughs> Throw yeah, four I, touchdowns. I, just, I I, I – He's got to like be him. the league MVP up to this point. Jared Goff is not so hot. The Rams aren't looking great. Really, uh, two touchdowns. I thought Goff looked fine in that game. He was all right. I mean, throwing it 50 times, man. But then again, you kind of have to when you don't know what you have in your running back's knee. So, sucks to yeah. suck, but they lost it with, you know, Russell Wilson being good. Kyrie gets his first dub. Is this the first? Yeah, this is the first. That's dub, his right? first first dub because they tied the Lions somehow. Oh yeah, but uh, Bengals. Murray looked good. Murray looked good. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a rookie, man. He's only going to get better. Um, Arizona, I don't think is that bad. I mean, they've been in a game with Baltimore. They lost close. They tied the Lions. Andy Dalton didn't look terrible. No, he didn't. Andy Dalton is a guy who I I I don't know why he's on that roster. No, I have no clue still. No idea why they're continue to paying this man. All right, let's move it to our week six predictions. Let's talk about the first game of the week. Let's talk about Danny Dimes versus the GOAT. Oh, GOAT all the way. Yeah, I'm going Patriots. Boom. I'm going Patriots 31-10. <laughs> yeah, Bill Belichick hates the Giants, so we expect yep. him to get in that ass. Uh, Panthenier, Panthenier's, I, I just mixed Panthers and Buccaneers. Ha <laughs> ha. The Panthers and Buccaneers. The Panthenier's. <laughs> uh, the Panthers and Buccaneers. I like what Christian McCaffrey's doing here. I like, you know, Allen. He's been a serviceable arm since Cam Newton's gone down. Jameis Winston's bouncing back a little bit, but I just honestly still think Panthers 35, 10. Yeah. I like the Panthers in this game. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, he won't win MVP, but I think he's been the offensive player of the year in the league so far. Uh, the guy's just been on an absolute fucking tear pretty much from week one. Uh, but I, I like – yeah, I agree with you. I like them in that London game to win and win in convincing fashion. All right. Seahawks-Browns. I'm going to say Seahawks. I like the I Seahawks in this Browns one as well. <laughs> Texans-Chiefs. This is, once again, one of those games we know is going to be more than likely a shootout or it's going to be a low-scoring affair. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think both quarterbacks are going to throw three-plus touchdowns, both going to throw at least one interception. I like I like the uh, the Chiefs in this one at home. And, and, and again, a, a shootout as well. Uh, but, yeah, I, I really think – I really think this one's going to be a, the game of the week in terms of the offense and what we're going to see from that. Uh, Pat Mahomes coming from an off week. If the ankle's fine, which is, I think is going to be key if he's healthy. Uh, he's fine. I expect him to I win said that it today. One. That rolled ankle's good. He was okay, full going practice. I expect, him, I expect him to win that game. But it will be close. Yep. 
All right, let's talk about Saints Jags. Uh, everyone loves Minshew Magic. I think he's hilarious, but I do not think he beats the Saints. <laughs> Agreed. Um, even at home, I mean, Jacksonville has been better than expected, even with Foles going down, thanks to Minshew Mania. But I think the, the New Orleans looks, looks like the class of the right. NFC, so I'm expecting them to win on the road in a tough game, close game. The 0-5 Bengals versus the 3-2 and Ravens. I'm going to go with Mr. Bridgewater. And Mr. Bridgewater, Jesus Christ. I am so I am so very sorry for for butchering people's names and having so many miscues. I am so tired. I'm, uh, Lamar Jackson, you got this one, buddy. <laughs> I know you do. The Bengals are over. I like Lamar as well in this one. Um, I just, again, let's face it, the Bengals are fucking terrible. <laughs> So yep. I don't expect them to really win a game against anybody that's remotely competitive. 49ers-Rams. I think this is going to be another good game. There's a few good games this week, actually. I think this one's going to come down to the wire, and I think this one's going to come down to if Jimmy Garoppolo can actually just manage the game to the end without turning the ball over, without making any mistakes. I think if, I think it somewhat falls on him. I like, I like the Rams in this one. I like them to end the undefeated uh, streak. Because you got to remember the Rams are coming off, what, a 17-day – or not 17, an 11-day off period. Yeah. Yep. So they'll be fresh coming out the bye. They've had a lot of time to scout. So I like I like them in that game. All right, Lions-Packers. I'm going with the Lions. I know this is the, absolutely a total homer pick, but I just think there's something different about this Lions team from what I've seen for the through the first four weeks. I mean – I could be completely wrong about that and they could totally beat themselves and embarrass themselves on national television. But uh, I think the Lions got a shot to win this game and really kind of put themselves as the class of that division. All right. I'm going Packers. Sorry, bud. Uh, Joe, the running game was so strong last week. Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers, man. I'm sorry. Falcons, Cardinals. Both teams have one win. I'm going Falcons because they're my boys. Sorry, Kyler Murray, <laughs> but yeah, I like I like the Falcons as well. I just think that they're that team that they're not good. We all can just admit the Falcons are not good. No, offensively they, and defensively, we're anemic. Yeah, but they. I mean, they have so much talent. They got Ridley and Julio yes. Jones and Matt Ryan's gonna apparently throw no. for the most garbage time yards, <laughs> yards. player in the history of football like every game he's throwing for like 390 and you know a couple yeah. touches and then you look at the game and they lose by like 30 you're like what the fuck 20 <laughs> all right enough bashing my, my falcons let's move to eagles vikings they're both three and two uh after the explosion from Kirk cousins last week you know delvin cook's a solid running back I just don't see Carson Wentz and, and uh, the Eagles flying out of uh, Minnesota with a win. I feel like they're going to get shot down. Yeah, I, I think Minnesota's that team that's kind of lurking because they had one bad week and everyone had just broke them off. Oh, um, no, Stephon Diggs wants, wants out. Shut up. Stop trying to create a media frenzy. That's like I a Vontez beer effect thing. He's suspended for the rest of the year. We've all seen the dirty hits. We all know why this is Anto- why Antonio Brown is wrong. You did. You know what you did, Vontez Burfecht. You're suspended. So you're saying that it's Vontez Burfecht, like trying to knock Antonio Brown unconscious and succeeding, that has yes. driven him into this madness state of madness. <laughs> He's in the, no. Antonio Brown's living in a fantasy world where he sees things like floating around. Like, he, like the man's not right. But last but well, actually, we have a couple more games to talk about, but we're probably going to skip some of them because I want to talk about the Dolphins versus the Redskins. <laughs> the gambler's paradox. Do you just bet on this game to end in a scoreless tie? Like, anything is on the table in this game, right? I, just, I, I don't even know who the starting quarterbacks of these teams are. I don't know if Case Keenan McCoy. I don't know if Dwayne Haskins is going to throw more interceptions. I don't know if Josh Rosen's Fitzmagic is going to show up. I don't know who the hell is going to throw the ball for this for this game. All I know is Adrian. Oh Peterson. my god, this game's going to be on TV. Yes. Can I? On Fox. I can, if, uh, is this going to be our exactly. local one o'clock? Oh man. You know it will no, be. No, we're going to get the Browns. Thank God. <laughs> All right, and let's talk about real quick Steelers Chargers. I like no one in this. I don't know who's going to win this game. They're equally bad. 
Roethlisberger's out. Mason Rudolph's out. They essentially have some. Who's the Who's the third string quarterback? Please tell me you know this kid's name. Uh, oh, it's, I'm sorry, it's Hodges. It's some guy named Hodges Dev, who I Devlin I, Devlin Hodges. I'm pretty sure. That sounds like a creative player on fucking like NCAA football 14. It's Devlin Hodges. All right, so James Conner's gonna eat, and no one else will. So there's that. Philip Rivers, if he doesn't turn the ball over, Chargers win. Agreed. Jets Cowboys. Jeez, let me think. Cowboys by 17. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's safe to say the Jets. God, what a fucking sad sack franchise. I can't get into that. I, I feel so bad for them without Sam Darnold. Here's a question. Why did they sign Le'Veon Bell? Because they thought they were getting the Le'Veon Bell from, what, four years ago? <laughs> once again, well, I, another player. Wait, wait, wait. Once again, another player victimized by Vontez. <laughs> he tore his MCL in, what, 2017? God, Vontez Burfitt getting suspended and people being like, I can't believe they suspended him. He's such a leader in the locker room. It's like, Are you fucking kidding me? Have you seen what this man has done to human beings? I know it's legalized fucking violence, but nigga, there's a fine line between blasting a player just making the play like i know i want to see hard hits too but i don't want to see something get up and not know where the fuck they are you know how scary that shit is sometimes and he's done it time and time and time over and again. over and over <clears throat> all right titans broncos it's it's fucking is he bert or is he <sighs> he's bert right who Joe Flacco, he's Burt, right? The eyebrow thing. Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. Either way, Man, that whatever. nigga's trash, is what he is. Terrible. Emmanuel he Sanders, I'm, dude, so, I'm, I'm sorry, you're dude. still there. Um, Marcus Mariota, just retire, like like luck. I love you. I love watching you as a player, man. But you just don't have the same spark. I I, I can't watch you just slowly fade away. It's very sad. Did you Did you really just say Marcus Mariota, who's like 26 years old, should retire? Yes. He, there's no love for the game anymore. It's evident in the way he plays. Well, my friend, I think that is our, the end of our journey of the tra- to the transfer portal. Yeah, it's been a good one. I am Ron. And I'm Lamar. Saying goodbye, and we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs>